Good morning, Stone Village, and happy Sunday. I hope that all of you are well and safe in this world. All is well in my world. The Lord be with you, and let us pray. Prepare us, O God, to hear your word through the scripture of this day. Confront us with your claim upon our lives. Clarify the choices we must make if our lives are to have meaning and purpose. Help us to respond to the one who came as the bread of life, so we may know life at its fullest and at its very best. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The reading today is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets, who were before you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> As a chaplain, each time I leave a patient's room, I say blessings to you. It feels like a gentler and kinder salutation to offer than have a nice day or stay strong Here's the thing, almost every time after I leave a patient's room, I often find myself wondering, what the hell do I mean? Blessings to you. They're hospitalized, confined to a bed, some living in the final chapter of their life, and I'm offering blessings to you. Jesus says that word, blessed, nine times in today's gospel. We often talk about ourselves or others as being blessed. I'm blessed. She's blessed. They are blessed. Yet what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean to be blessed? When you tell another you are blessed, what do you mean? And when you hear someone else say, I'm really blessed. How do you understand it? I ask those questions because I believe what we mean when we talk about being blessed is not what Jesus means when he talks about our being blessed. I want you to take a moment and think of one thing which points to or indicates your blessedness. You got it? If you're with someone, 
tell them. When I hear others talk about being blessed, they often describe things like good health, healing from a sickness, well-being, wealth, some good fortune or success, getting through a difficult time, their family, love, receiving support from another, getting something they desired, life going their way. And this is often how I've thought about it, too. And all of those things I have just named are certainly good, and I want them for you and for me. But is this really what it means to be blessed? Perhaps to be blessed is better, bigger than what we think. How many of you, when I asked you to name something which points to or indicates your blessedness, named one of the Beatitudes in today's gospel? No, but probably not. And honestly, I'm not surprised. They're not at the top of my list either. I didn't ask the question as a test or a criticism, but as a wondering. Maybe we really don't understand what it means to be blessed. I suspect most of us think of blessedness as some sort of reward or favoritism from God. We're lucky or fortunate in contrast to someone who is not. We've received a particular benefit. Maybe a prayer was answered. Maybe we even think we did things right as opposed to someone who did them wrong. Maybe we believe to be blessed means we've been chosen, favored, benefited in some way. And yet, what if that's not at all what it means to be blessed? What if blessedness is better and bigger than our current understanding? What if we don't acquire or get blessedness? What if it's given? What if it's not unique or particular to certain individuals? What if there are no prerequisites or qualifications to be blessed? What if blessedness isn't exclusive to some, but inclusive of all? Imagine one day you came to Stone Village and you said to me, John, I've been counting my blessings and I have a plethora. I'm really blessed. Really, really blessed. And I replied to you, so what? So what? Every single person, regardless of who they are, is blessed. Every single person, regardless of what he or she believes or doesn't believe, is blessed. Every single person, regardless of what he or she has done and left undone, is blessed. You're not special. We are all blessed. What would you think about that?
how would you feel? Would it change your understanding of blessedness? Would you celebrate all are blessed? Or would you feel as if something had been taken from you? I believe this is often how we see our blessedness. I'm unique, important, and special. I've been benefited in some way. God has seen me and done something for me. But I wonder if we make blessedness too small, too individualistic, too circumstantial. Here's the thing, my truth to you. We are all blessed. <laughs> we are. You are. It's not something you get, earn, acquire, or receive. We are, each and every one of us, already blessed. It was given us by the Creator at our creation. And there's nothing you can do to be more blessed. And nothing you can do to lose your blessedness. Now here's the lesson today. The distinction isn't between those who are blessed and those who are not blessed. The only distinction is between those who know they are blessed and those who have not yet recognized their blessedness. It's not a question of blessedness, but a question of recognition. For instance, take being poor in spirit. Be, being poor in spirit is not the blessing, and it's not the prerequisite to receive a blessing. It's a manifestation or expression of one who recognizes her or his blessedness. It's the way we live when we already know and trust we are blessed. And so it is with all the Beatitudes. When we know we are blessed, we live in a particular way. And when we don't know or trust our blessedness, we live in a different way. When I trust and live from my blessedness, I am able to respond to you in a different way, a better way, a deeper way, a more loving way. But when I forget, turn away from, deny, or don't recognize my blessedness, more often than not, I betray myself. And this usually means I will hurt you. Which leads me to wonder, are the Beatitudes finding expression in your life today? I'm not asking as a way of telling you to go out and do them. I'm really just asking if you see you are already blessed. Because when we recognize and live from our blessedness, the Beatitudes follow naturally. We don't have to go out and do them. We can't help but do them. It's who we are at our best, at our deepest, and when we are most truly ourselves.
And if you're not seeing the Beatitudes in your life, why not? What's getting in the way? What's keeping you from seeing your blessedness? What do you need to rediscover and reconnect with regarding your blessedness? When I know myself as blessed, I'm more fully myself. I'm more fully aware of and connected to others. My world is larger. My life seems to flow and feel more natural. And I don't have to prove myself, live up to another's expectations, or gain another's approval. Nor do I need to compare myself or compete with others. My blessedness is enough. It's more than enough to be just blessed John. And I learned this lesson a few years ago. I learned it from a woman who was a patient at doctor's hospital. Her name was Helen. We met by chance. I was rounding as a chaplain. She had yellow butterscotch hard candy on her bedside table. I commented my mamaw always had those in a dish setting in our living room. Over the course of weeks, I visited her in the hospital. We'd talk while eating yellow butterscotch hard candy. When she was discharged, her cancer terminal, she asked if I would consider visiting her at her home, which I did. Each time I left Helen's home, she'd hand me a full bag of butterscotch hard candy to tide me over she would say, until I visited again. It is truly a miracle I still have teeth. So much sugar. Helen died on December 16th, 2017. Days after her death, as I was preparing for her funeral, a package arrived at my home, and inside were bags of butterscotch hard candy. In the final days of her life, Helen knew her blessedness. She didn't have much time left. Her body was failing her. But she, she was still authoring blessing in my life. She didn't do it to get something or prove something. It's just who she was. She knew herself to be blessed, and she sought to be a blessing to others. Blessed are those who share their butterscotch hard candy, for they are the bread of life. What would it be like for you today to go forth and share your butterscotch hard candy? Not to prove something, and not to get something, but to acknowledge something. What would it take and look like for you to simply say, I'm blessed. Here's my butterscotch hard candy. And then go about your life. Thanks be to God. Amen. 
I give thanks to God for each of you, and I pray this day you bear witness to the love of God in this world. Bear witness to the love of God to those to whom love is a stranger. They will find in you a generous and loving friend. In the name of Christ Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. I love you, stoners, and uh, I'll see you soon. Bye.